Hey everyone, this is the V1 Church Podcast and this is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli. Did you know that you were designed to hear God's word, to listen to scripture, to understand it? Every single time you press play on this podcast, you're literally making an investment and taking a little vacation for your soul. It's that important. We've been teaching through the book of Proverbs, which is the wisdom of God. And if you feel stuck or you feel like, man, my life just isn't as big as I thought it would be, or I feel like I just can't get out of this situation financially, or I feel like I'm just stuck in the smallness of my own world, my own head, this message is going to teach you how to expand your territory and increase your influence. So go ahead, just listen to this, and I have a very special, important message for you at the end of the sermon. I'll see you then. Hey, V1 Church, this is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli. Welcome to yet again another service. I cannot believe we are this deep into the month of July already. Haven't you seen the incredible, miraculous hand of God moving? We've seen countless testimonies of physical healings, financial breakthrough in this time. And you know, I'm just gonna keep reminding you, it's the month of July, it's the turnaround. Come on, somebody drop a comment, say it's the turnaround, it's the pivot into a new season. And you know how I know? Because God will often wait. I'm gonna say this until you get it in your spirit, because I'm here to encourage you today. God will often wait until there's a famine in the land to debut the Joseph. God will wait until the taunts of an insurmountable giant called Goliath is in the distance to all of a sudden raise up a David. And so don't curse a season that God may very well be using to debut you. Come on, somebody. You can start shouting all over your house right now. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 11. First thing I want you to do is take a picture of like screenshot this or take a picture of your home or wherever you're watching. I want to see the environment that you're, that you're holding church in today because V1 Church transformed from a three-location church church here in New York to a thousand location church and your home is actually a home church location. So uh, go ahead and tag V1 Church and Mike Signorelli wherever you're watching from and let me see the environment you're having church in. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 11 and this message is entitled How to Grow Your Influence and Expand Your World. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person watching live right now. Speak a word into their life that they could not get any other way. Father, as we are putting church first, your kingdom first, you will add unto us everything else, God. And this is the best way to start our week because you're going to speak to us, set us on the right path right now, according to your word, and then release us into our destiny. And everybody said, come on, shout it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, if you can't tell, I'm fired up. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. And you might be saying, Pastor Mike, um, you know, I don't care about my influence. Well, listen, the, the Bible is very clear that we are literally the seed of Abraham. We've been adopted into a spiritual family. We become heirs. Come on. There is something about this book that just declares that we are supposed to live a life. Come on. We're God. God's blessing is so undeniable. But I want you to write this down before I read Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Write down this acronym for pain. The acronym for pain, P, come on, you ready? P-A-I-N, pay attention inside now. 
Pay attention inside now. That's the acronym for pain that we're gonna be working with today. Many of you watching are simply in pain. Pain from the past, the abuse, the hurt, the woundedness. Pain from this current relationship you're in. Pain from the loneliness that you're experiencing right now. Pain, pay attention inside now. Okay, let me read this word to you. It's, it's a powerful scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. The world of the generous gets larger and larger, but watch this, the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Smaller and smaller. What, what are you talking about, Pastor Mike? See, if I could do an illustration, if you are, if you've, if you're a man and you've ever got kicked in between your legs, okay, you know that the most natural response to that is to make your body as small as possible, curl into the fetal position, and drop down to the ground. Why? Because there's something about pain. Pay attention inside now that's, that doesn't make you bigger. It doesn't expand the width of your body. You don't think like, oh, this is glorious. <laughs> when you experience that pain, and you know which one I'm talking about, when you get kicked right between the legs, it actually causes you, there's something instinctually that says get as small as you can, curl up into a ball and go down. So when you are in pain, your life gets smaller. When you are in pain, you become a stingy person. When you get in pain, when you are in pain, you become a selfish person. Matter, as a matter of fact, even when you're in pain, you don't want to hear other people's voices. You're like, you're like, everybody be quiet right now. Everybody be quiet. Mom's in pain. Mom's in pain. Shut the lights off. Close the door and everybody shut your mouth. Mom's in pain. Do you know what I'm talking? Pay attention inside now. See, one of the reasons why you get cut off in traffic <laughs> is because that person, now this is, this is getting to the root of things. Last week, we learned five ways to resolve conflict. It was an incredible message where people were telling me that they were actually leaving the broadcast to make relationships right. But one of the reasons why you get cut off in traffic and they whiz on past you and give, flip you the bird is because actually they're in pain and pain makes you selfish, and they don't care about your schedule. As a matter of fact, here in New York City, they honk at you before the light turns green because they're in pain. And they're like, pay attention inside. I only care about where I wanna go and what I have to do because pain makes you selfish. It causes you to focus on you. And we are living in a selfish world. As a matter of fact, one of the most dangerous things you can ask somebody to do is to give. But it's the wisest thing you can ask somebody to do. John 3:16 boldly declares, for God so loved the world that he held back and withheld everything and restrained and, and didn't give himself and didn't know. For God so loved the world that he bankrupted heaven. He didn't give us another angel. I'm sorry, angels, here in this sermon right now. I may have offended an angel. But, but he didn't give us some low-ranking creature covered in eyeballs. He didn't. He bankrupted heaven and gave his best, which is his son, his only begotten son. You know, I'll never forget 
when uh, the way that I've been raising my children is to be generous. And generosity is not the default mode of a child or a human being for that matter, because there's an instinct inside of you that says, get small, get make sure to conserve, don't let anybody take from you, right? We even say, I'm gonna pay attention because there's something about giving that, that we kind of understand is a big deal. And I when I give my kids like allowances or I try to give them, you know, hey, here's your money for doing this or that. I try to, you know, teach them the value of earning money. And then I always say, well, you're gonna, in, in V1 Kids, we take up an offering because we're trying to teach you how to become a generous person. And I was taking my six-year-old daughter through the store and she was crying over and over again because, because I said, well, she was like, dad, can I buy this? And I was like, well, you have $6, but you have to give some of that money to the local church. And she said, but dad, I only have one. I only have, and she is holding the money and she's literally crying. And because in her mind, the concept of giving a portion of what she had violated something about her whole existence. So it, there's, but see, this is the thing God says, if you want to grow, it says the world of the generous expands. And it's, this is not a money conversation. This is a conversation about your world, your world. It doesn't just say your wallet expands when you give. It, it says your world expands when you give. Everything. It's like if you want to be in a healthy romantic relationship, you must give yourself. But that's hard for wounded people because wounded people are like, well, I'll give you my, this, my sexual self, but they're really giving you the part of them that gets something out of that exchange. Well, I'll give you my intellectual self and we can have great conversations, but they're really giving you the self that gets something in return because they like the conversation too. I'll give you my emotional self and I'll give myself emotionally, but they're really giving you their emotions because it makes their emotions feel better in that moment. And so what you find is that you don't often see people giving themselves in a selfless way, they're giving themselves even in a selfish way. But the wisdom of the word says this. Let me read it again. This is so good. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. You literally could be giving while you're withholding according to scripture. You could be giving parts of you that feel good to give away, but it's not selflessness. And I believe that when God bankrupted heaven and gave Jesus, he felt that. It, it was like this. I believe that when Abraham put Isaac up on the altar and drew back the knife, it, he felt that. It was real sacrifice. It was real selflessness. But again, pain will always tell you, pay attention inside now. Don't, don't you dare sacrifice. Don't you dare give. Don't you dare do that. Let me read this scripture that comes right before the one that we're focusing on for this text today. It's Proverbs chapter 11, verse 23. It says, the desires of good people lead straight to the best, but wicked ambition ends in angry frustration. We live in a very ambitious world. And all of the social media influencers will tell you what to do with your ambition. Unfortunately for them, most of them are dead up wrong about God's prescription for how to live your life and they're leading you down a dangerous path because here's what happens, watch this. Here's the equation I want you to write down in your notes. Ambition plus selfishness equals frustration. 
Ambition plus selfishness equals frustration. The most frustrate, I know I'm hitting something right on the head. Somebody right now is like, Pastor, you're coming for me today, and I'm telling you, I know. Frustration is the result of being ambitious but being selfish. Because what happens is, and I'm going deep right now, so follow me, because this is Proverbs, this is the book of wisdom. I'm teaching you how to grow your influence. I'm teaching you how to expand your world. Everybody wants the MTV Cribs experience, but you don't understand. It's like, to whom much is given, much is required. You must steward that thing that you have in your life, and you must steward it by giving it away, making room for it. Sometimes we hold on so tight to what's ours that God can not even release to us what's his. And God's like, hey, you keep on having your counterfeit intimacy, and then I'll just keep waiting to release a true husband. Come on, You, you keep holding on to the smallness of your unaccountable ministry, and I'll just keep holding on to the, 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 the largeness of the influence I want to release you and once you do it my way. But see, we hold on so tight to our, it's, and, and this stinginess is a result of pain. Pay attention inside now. Get smaller. Isolate yourself. And God's saying the healing comes, the deliverance comes, the blessing comes when you give it away. Jesus himself said it like this. Hey, you want to come follow me? Yeah, I would love to follow you, Jesus. Okay, just go sell everything you have. Was it that he wanted that person to have nothing? Or is that once that person gave away everything that they had, God could, Jesus could actually give them everything he had? (laughs) What do you want? Do you want what's yours or do you want what's his? Are you storing up treasure that moth and rust can eat away? Are you storing up treasure in heaven? You know, one thing that I love about our house is that we've learned this secret way, this this path of generosity. Do you know that I've given away over 30% of the entire V1 Church budget budget since our existence? Would the global pandemic happen? And this is just, because I know this scripture, okay? When the global pandemic happened and I found that our physical locations were shutting down. Now, you guys know how much I love to smell like sheep. I I mean, I'm a pastor because I love you all. And the thing that was really difficult for me was the idea of thinking like, okay, people aren't going to be in the room. What's going to happen? I actually challenged myself and I said, the true measure of generosity is not how you give when you already have a lot. It's how you give when you feel afraid. It's, and I've waited to preach this message because I wanted to get months into this pandemic to actually say, you know what, when, when, when you're faced with this reality that says, you know what, In, you know, people haven't met for months, that the, the church could start to, to, to actually like, like start to move into the margins and people can distance themselves and feel disconnected. And, and you know, all your mind starts thinking like, man, when we have these powerful services and you're in the atmosphere and you know, what's gonna happen? But I said, you know what, fear is an opportunity to meet for me to prove true faith. And I remember going back to the scripture that said, the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. So I made a bold move. And I said, you know what? V1 Church is going to give more money to the poor and the needy. V1 Church is going to give more to those who in this global pandemic desperately need it. And we are going to be a river church and not a reservoir. And I remember, oh man, it kind of makes me emotional. I'm in my apartment in New York City. I'm in Queens. 
and we have a small apartment in Queens and, and we can't meet physically and it feels like all the odds are against V1 Church. And I remember saying, God, either your way works or it doesn't. And see, this is something, when you come from poverty, poverty is a form of pain that says, you know what, nobody's gonna take care of you, you take care of yourself. Have you ever heard that before? Nobody's gonna help you, don't let people take from you. You gotta, you, know, you hear that kind of talk. And so in the midst of all that fear, my mind going crazy, I remember I went back to this proverb that says that the way out of poverty is generosity. Give your way out of poverty. Give your way out of lack. Give your way out. When, and I'm just, just talking about money. I'm talking about when you don't feel like praying, give your prayer. When you don't feel like praising, give your praise. When you don't feel like worshiping, give your worship. The whole Bible is people saying, not my will be done, but your will be done. I don't want to drink this cup and nevertheless, let me guzzle it down because I've made a decision that I am going to give. Jesus, I'm going to give my life. I want to put my love on the line, not even knowing if you're going to reciprocate. I'm going to give with no expectation that I get it back. See, and so I remember that during the height of this global pandemic, right when it first started, when there was refrigerated trucks down the street, I remember saying, I know what to do. I rem- the world of the generous gets larger. If I wanna grow my church, I'm gonna give more. So this is what I started to do. I started going live six days a week instead of one. And say, so I'm, get- I'm gonna push myself to teach God's people every day of the week and Sabbath on Saturday. I said, you know what? V1's gonna give more financially. I literally started doubling down on this concept. And you know what? Every Sunday when I read your comments and I see people say, I'm watching from Georgia, Maryland, Washington, here in the United States, Australia, sometimes two different locations in Australia on one stream, Western Europe. When I see you guys put, I didn't even know you existed, but I believe that when I made a decision to give more, the Lord expanded our world at V1. And that's why if you're watching this right now, I'm telling you, if you want to know the way out of your situation, give your way out of it. Give your way. Give your way out of it in every way. If you feel like, oh, Pastor Mike, people have hurt me. People have wounded me. People... I don't know what to do. It just seems like give your way out of it. Have you ever felt like, man, I just hate the world and I, and people hurt me and they don't give me. And then you get around a group of people and before you know it, you start laughing, you start celebrating those people. You're ki- and then you leave and you have that afterglow of, remember that before the pandemic when we could hang out? <laughs> Sometimes it's like you would think that the way to solve your problem with people is to stay away from people and be stingy with your attention. But when you have a problem with people, the solution is to give yourself to people. And then you find this afterglow. It's the same thing. It's like when you feel lethargic in your body, you would think the solution is to sleep forever. But that doesn't actually work. The longer you sleep, the more your your muscles degenerate. But it's when you go to the gym and you give yourself and you push through the pain and you say, I'm gonna, then all of a sudden, what happens? Your body grows because this Bible is true. Everybody's looking for a new solution, but I'm trying to tell them it's the one that's already in the book. The world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller. But all that church is always asking for money. Listen, if you knew this word, we are not talking about stupidity. We're talking about stewardship. Come on, I got my budget, but you know what I budgeted into my budget? Generosity. 
I got, Julie and I's goal is to eventually like reverse tithe where we live on 10% and give 90% away. If you're making a budget for your family, listen to me, husbands. You know, we need to lead our families in such a way where we teach Jesus way, radical generosity. And and where we literally say like, what's what's wrong with budgeting in our budget? It should be like a journey where you're looking, you're saying, man, look how much I can give now compared to how much I used to be able to give. See, because if you have the mentality of look how much I accumulated for myself, what kind of legacy are you building? Where are you gonna take it when you're dead? There's gotta be some kind of legacy. Let me let me just read this one more time. The desires of good people lead straight to the best, but the wicked but wicked ambition ends in angry frustration. People who have ambition to build things, but it's wicked ambition. They're more content with building an audience than building a relationship. They will never build a, an audience. They'll just frustrate themselves. Every day, people are like, how do you get people from around the world to watch your church? Because we are selflessly pouring out our lives and giving. Our worship team is recording mess- uh, recording the instruments across all this region, and we're giving and giving and giving, and that's such an evidence of our love. It's not selfish ambition. It's selfless ambition. Selfish ambition leads to frustration. You'll never get to your goal, but selfless ambition leads to your world getting larger and larger. And I know this because I've been faced with it all the time, all the time. See, let me read this to you because it's, I feel the anointing so strongly on this and we're getting ready to pray it out. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, but those who help others are helped. I just wanna say that again. Those who bless others are abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. This kingdom, this kingdom, the kingdom of heaven on earth, it's the complete opposite. Even my six-year-old, now hear me, because this is, this is the close and we're gonna pray. My six-year-old who lives in a home with the lead pastor. Now watch this. She lives in my house. I'm the guy who makes the decision to give over 30% of V1 Church's income away. I'm the guy who makes the decision to keep changing my budget for generosity. She lives with me, but it's in her heart and she has to make her own decision. And at six years old, that root of pay attention inside now but, but you know what? But I, it's about me. It's the immaturity of that pain. that for, And she's saying, but dad, this is all I've got. This $6 is all. And she has such a scarcity mentality, even though she lives in a home that believes in God's abundance. And so many of you could, could be around generosity. You could be in a generous church. And yet there's something inside of you that the pain and the fear tells you, don't give yourself in relationship. Don't give your, don't give your finances. Don't give yourself to serve in the dream team. Don't go serve food with them. And there's something about it that causes you to restrict because the pain wants you to become stingy and smaller and smaller. But this is what the healing of God does. The healing of God says, I'm gonna strengthen you so that nobody can take advantage of you.
I am going to be your blessing. See, when God himself says, I am God, I am your father, I own it all, I'm provisioning you and protecting you, I'm opening doors of favor that nobody can close, and I'm closing doors that nobody can open, and I've got you through this season. You say, man, I can give with confidence, give myself knowing that they can't take, see, Jesus was saying, they may beat me and they may crucify me, but they can't take advantage of me because I'm fulfilling the will of my father. I'm going to be resurrected in the same area they crucified me. And so when you're worrying about, well, what if, what if I give myself and they hurt me? Well, what if God resurrects you in the same area you were crucified? What if he raises you up in front of the same people that thought they tore you down? What if they buried you, but didn't realize you were a seed? Come on, somebody. See, this is an indestructible kingdom. You can't be taken advantage of when your source is an unlimited source. And so I'm going to read it one more time and declare this over your life so you can get a revelation of Because people tell me, well, you don't understand what it's like to be in New York. Well, I've been in New York now. And it works here just like it worked in Indiana. And it works in Asia like it works in England, like it works in, in, in Australia. This is a principle. It's like gravity. If I throw this up anywhere in the world, it comes down just the same. And if you put the blessings and the praise of God up, the blessings are going to come down. It's the gravity of the kingdom that works anywhere around the world. You cannot outgive God, but God is going to bring you to a place where you get enough healing in your life to move past the pain. So let me read this to you one more time. I want you to get the word of the Lord in your heart. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. I'm going to give so much that Queens gets broken for the gospel. Mm. I'm going to give my way to liberating this whole New York City and Nassau and Suffolk County. I'm going to get, this is what God said. I am going to give my best. And when I give Jesus, that act of generosity will ransom the world. What if we look, we are going to provide so many kids with Christmas presents that they say that you canceled a generational curse on my life. I'm going to give so much of myself. I'm going to serve and just show up every, you get what, you getting a vision for this? The world of the generous gets larger and larger. People are like, well, how do you grow a church? You grow a church very simply by growing people. And God is trying to grow you. Some of you have been like searching. What's the answer? What's the answer? This is the answer divinely from God for your life. It really is the way. Give, 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 give yourself away. Give yourself out of bondage. Give yourself out of the pain an isolation that you're in. Give your way. Matter of fact, God is going to begin to move on your heart right now with how you should give. You know, earlier on, I'm going to wrap it up here, I, I promise. But earlier on, I used to be like, man, I feel bad asking all these people to help us set up equipment in these New York City, Long Island venues. And do you know that finally the Holy Spirit said, said, wait a second, son, this isn't, this isn't, this is actually for them. When they wake up and they're sweating together and putting that gear together and making relationships, they're giving themselves, they're becoming more like me to be a part of the dream team. You know, oftentimes we think like, well, I can't ask people to give. And the Lord's like, when you ask them to give, they become more like me because for God so loved, he gave. And so to become more like God is to say, how can I give? How can I give? You know, 
some of you are probably saying in your heart, but I've been abused and hurt by my spouses. How can I give to my spouse? I've been abused and hurt by church leadership. How can I give? It's, I'm telling you, pain is saying pay attention inside now. But Proverbs is saying that those who help others, they themselves are helped. If you want help for you, help someone else. It's just the way that God set it up according to his word. Come on, let's pray right now. I just believe that this word, how to grow your influence, is by giving away whatever you can, by releasing what God has given you so that God can give you more. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are just moving in people's hearts right now, that you are breaking off shackles and chains of pain that try to convince us to pay attention inside now. And Lord, we are gonna pay attention outside, outside of, of us and see what you're doing in the world and we are not gonna surrender. We are going to become what you've created for us to become. In this season, we're not gonna let what happened to us in previous seasons limit us God, we're gonna move past that and we're gonna obey today that which you are calling us to do and to give in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody shout, amen, amen. Well, hey, if you stuck around this far, you're hungry and God's probably stirring something in your heart right now. You're probably asking, Pastor Mike, what can I do to take an action step on this message? Well, here's a couple of them. If God has been moving on your heart and you wanna be generous with yourself and you're saying, I'm gonna push past the pain, I dare you right now to download the V1 Church mobile app. Literally click out of this, go to your app store and type in V1 Church and sign up for a connect group. And then I double dare you to click give because you've guessed it, you can give yourself out of lack. See, that doesn't make sense to the world. But I know this much, the Bible says that when you give, it will come back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, come on. And so the Lord wants to bless you to be a blessing, but you've gotta take that step. So I challenge you to do that. And I can't wait for you to hear next week's message on the podcast. I'll see you then.